0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Uh, folks, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, I want you, if you're sitting, if you're working out, I want you to stop working out and grab your pen and paper. If you're sitting at a desk, grab your damn pen and paper, um, because what we're going to be chatting about today is exactly how to pivot in today's marketplace, because I can't tell you the amount of stories, the amount of posts I see on social media. As a matter of fact, I just logged on to Facebook one day today, and in uh, the post that I read was... Hey, guys, and it was an anonymous, of course, because no one wants to admit this, but this is happening all over the country uh, with people in the industry. And she goes or he says, hey, guys, this is the worst year I've ever had in my life. And I'm not going to make my mortgage payment in the next 30 days. Um, I don't know what the fuck to do. Essentially, where do I do guys like they're just asking for help? And this is a consistent story that's right here. Folks, 90 percent of the industry has never seen a shift. I'm going to repeat that. 90% of the industry has never seen a shift. And if your broker has never seen a shift, it's very hard to find leadership in this marketplace today because you got to see people who are doing it. Reality is that these are the best times. And even though it might be hard right now, whoever does pivot, this is when people are born. This is when brands are built. It's when market share is taken. And this is when you really build your legacy. It's when things go easy that it's very hard to stand out. When things don't go easy, it's very easy to stand out. So the opportunity you have in front of you is, is, is very... um. It's right in front of you guys. And it might not be a um, smooth road right now. It might feel a little rocky and that's normal. Welcome to the shift, but it's what you do and how you react. That's going to make the difference. So if you don't want to end up like the story I'm going to, or I just told you about, I want you to listen to who our guest is today because this guy knows all about pivoting. Um, Absolutely super successful, sold his company. I'm not going to let him tell you because this guy's a serial entrepreneur, but there's not a better person to have on uh, today than the, Get your get out of your damn box. Get outside your box. Get out of your own head. There's a ton of opportunity, but you need to pivot. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Mr. Nick Sarnicola. Did I say your last name right, Nick?
1: You nailed it, man. Sarnicola. It's like Coca
0: but cola. That's Sarnicola. not Italian, is it? It is. It is. I, I, Jesus, I didn't think it was. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yes, sir. What Tell everyone who the hell you are. What are you? doing what are we going to talk about today yeah and, uh, all right i'll you, give you i'll give you, know you the, all about the 90 sure.
1: second or 60 second version so uh, i live in miami data to entrepreneur originally from michigan super blue collar middle class upbringing all four grandparents worked at the same factory dad uncle's brothers all worked there i said hell no i'm never working there i want to be rich one day couldn't sing couldn't dance couldn't rhyme can't act can't play an instrument not gonna do anything illegal so what was left sports uh went on played college baseball while playing college baseball got introduced to kind of like i would say the lowest common denominator to sales and entrepreneurship, which was the direct sales network marketing industry. I was 18, I drank Kool-Aid. I made no money for several years, but I attended every event, attended every training. And that's the best part about that industry is just nonstop community culture and training. Uh, And you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're trial by fire. And I learned sales, I learned objection handling, I learned prospecting, and then finally I learned leadership. Made my first million in direct sales at 25, company went out of business, I bought the assets of that company and gave birth to a company called Visalis, And it was a 15 year run, but on that journey, we built it up to about 40 million a year. It crashed in 12 months. It went from 3 million a month in sales to 600,000 a month in sales. And that was because of the recession, the same one that hit all the all in real estate in 2009. It buried our high-end anti-aging supplement company. And what did we have to do? We had to pivot. And I'll talk about that pivot later, but we pivoted. We created Body by Vi, the 90 day challenge. We did 2.2 billion in sales, 19 countries, 3.6 million customers, made tens of millions of dollars. Personally, created 70 millionaires. It was freaking epic. Sold the company three years ago, and now I have a a company called Renewable Real Estate, which is a platform that connects real estate agents to the best solar professionals out there and does a commission split down the middle uh, to both sides. So I get it in 75 seconds. I think.
0: Yeah, Uh, I think I think you freaking nailed it. You might have done this before. I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you guys in the 2009 was the last time the market, what he's talking about when you had to pivot, it's the last time the market for those of you that weren't around, which again is 90% of the people are listening to this right now. If you're still practicing, um, there was all kinds of opportunity in those times as well, but it wasn't just sitting there. And what I see in the industry today is a tremendous amount of opportunity to pivot. Um, you could see what's going on and, and here's why you guys, let me first just paint the picture. If you're got your head in the fucking sand. Um, there's a huge, there's a huge lawsuit going on right here. Something's happening to your commissions. Commission compression is real. It is happening. The days of you getting five to 6% commission are no longer. It's not going to happen because what's going to happen. I guarantee it. I've been right for the last 10 years of the damn podcast. Guarantee you. I'm right on this one. What's going to happen is that people are going to start undercutting themselves and you're going to compete on value and price. Initially, that's what's going to happen because NAR can no longer control buyer's agent commission. That's going to go away. You can't say you have to go co- a co- co- cooperating commission. And when agents start going up against each other, and there's a lack of value, people immediately compete on price. Yeah. So that five percent commission is going to go down to four and a half. And you'd be like, "No, that motherfucker took four and a half. I'm going down to four percent. Fine, I just want the damn signing yard. Fuck, I'll do a signing yard for three and a half." And that's the beginning of it, you guys. Everybody in real estate, you no longer sell real estate. You are the fucking digital mayor of your damn market. You are everything home services. You are Home Depot. And you have to be everything around the transaction of real estate. Buying and selling real estate, I believe, is only part of your job. Even though it's probably one of the most fruitful, one of the most uh, you know, lucrative pieces, it's not all. Um, and that's why you know, a guy like Nick came over and created a solution for solar income opportunities for real estate agents because you share that client. But that's part of the battle. Solar is just one aspect of it. I believe you guys have a multitude of opportunity to get in there. This is the reason why mortgage companies are creating MSAs legally so that real estate agents can actually partake in a commission of the lending company. You're going to see this across all fronts because uh, it doesn't mean you're going to be out of business. Just the way we did business is going to change, change. And I think now is the perfect opportunity to change with it because whoever does is going to be the one standing while everyone else is floundering and what happened in 2009? Would it No, nope, the people who didn't change what happened? They got, cr- they got crushed. Uh, so sorry to go on a long winded rant there, but um, walk us through this pivot because I see nothing but opportunity here. And although it's painful right now, if you're a real estate agent, what the hell are you doing?
1: Well, I think number one is talking about pivoting in general, like philosophically. And uh, I, God has a sense of irony. In my opinion, there's, there's, Two major things that are required of us to be highly successful as either an entrepreneur, um, a sales professional, or a sales leader, or even a solopreneur, there's two requirements. Like You cannot argue it. It's law. One is you must overcome your fear of rejection, and two is you must be constantly changing but then you had god is like let me just fuck with people i'm going to make you mm-hmm. so highly resistant to these two things that you will literally break down you'll take anxiety pills you'll go search out you know a, a, a shamans in the deep forest you're going to do whatever it takes to figure out how to you know overcome the pain of rejection and and change and i really think about that all the time like okay to become successful uh, the, the, the biggest fear of all people is the fear of rejection now a lot of people argue no 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 it's the fear of public speaking and i'll argue back that's just a fear of being rejected while pe- while speaking publicly right that's that's Fair. what that rejection yeah. or that's what that fear is right so if that no, that fear is required in order to sell because you're constantly being rejected everyone on the uh, on the line right now knows you cannot sell if you're not if you can't handle rejection school prepared us absolutely terribly for this school said get 59 out of 100 right and you're a failure. Now we're over here in sales, and we got 59 out of 100 right, you're a decamillionaire or beyond. In business, as an entrepreneur, you only gotta get one right. I got one right, that's it in my career, and it made me tens of millions of dollars, right? So that's yeah. the failure part. And then there's that second part, and that second part is change. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, it's way easier, it's way easier to get over the first one, the fear of rejection, than it is to get over the second one because, once you overcome the fear of rejection and everything's working, that's when shit starts changing. And we don't want, like, I think we're more accepting pro- pro- producers, performers, producers, and performers. We're more accepting to, uh, to change when things are not working than we are when things are working. And w- yep. which is what well, you might be saying, well, shit, shit ain't working right now, Nick, but hang on a second, turn back the clock. I don't know. Was it 18 months ago? 18 months ago real estate was the top of the top of the top of of, of the game like right? you guys were killing it and here in Miami you didn't have to show up and you're making $10,000 commission $15,000 commission because people were just sending you offers yep. so nobody so you wouldn't throw an open house and that that was so easy to you the last thing you want to do is change that yep. right so a little bit of a rant there but philosophically right you're overcoming change a pivot is is change and that is hardwired for us to be up against as a human
0: let's that was really good i want to dig even deeper with that um he writes says fear is required i have my mantra is faith over fear i have no fear because i have faith and um that's honestly been the story my last seven years that's how i actually moved to san diego and um you have to i'm not saying you have to follow jesus i want you to encourage you to guys but um that is up to you but you do have to overcome that fear rejection that's my way of overdoing of doing it and many yep. things in life. Right. Um, so whatever that is, that, that is, that is cool. Because so I remember you when know, I first got out here, I went to a, a mastermind and Jesse Itzler spoke Yeah, and uh, Itzler gets up there and I I'll never forget this. And he's like, it's like bro, you got to fucking be uncomfortable or no, you got
1: to be comfortable being uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, "That that's being uncomfortable. And I sat there and I just thought about it. Like, and and think about it, like you're not growing if you're not right. And that's really yeah. what you're saying here is because then the second part is to change. Like people don't you're right. No one wants to actually change when the going's good, like no one else wh- who wants to work? Like come on, I've just made fifty grand last week working ten hours last month or last week. want to change, but <laughs> charge that yeah, and then you think it's going to go well. And let me give you guys another example, just I'm just overpacking this on from video perspective. So, like we used to have a video marketing company and uh, in real estate, and we're not doing it anymore because we got our asses kicked with the business. So I had to pivot. I pivoted into the attorney world. and We create content for them now. Um, but I saw the pivot, and there's always a pivot. There's that's another example of mine. But let's just take someone who was trying to get on video and build a personal brand. Everybody is scared because of what. They're going to look like on camera. Never before. in yeah. kind is this little six inch device made a grown ass man buckle at the knees and turn into a little, <laughs> little, little child. But it does for some reason. Why? Because you're fucking scared of a little device. Why? You're not scared when someone wants to hand you money, unless you're allergic to it. So literally right here, you got, it breaks them down. Why? Because it's new. They're scared of what people are going to say about them. But the ones who did change. And I don't know anyone who's been on video consistently over the last 18 months to 24 months that isn't successful now. And that's not just by accident, is it? It's because they built a personal brand, but you sure. have to be willing to do what others won't. So well said, I love that point. You guys unpack that. That is so, 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 so good. Um, now changing, um, Yeah, let's get into it. So I sort of went off on a tangent there, but I just thought that was really well put. Um Today's well, let's opportunity. Talk, yeah. yeah. Let's, what What is that change? Because I think what people really want are, is all right, give me specifics. I get I have to change and blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. And some people, like the person I mentioned, when your back's up against the wall, like this is survival of the fittest. This is why uh, uh, people survive when there's no water for months, is because when shit hits the fan, you fucking figure it out. And uh, I've been, I've experienced this so much, but I'd like to see what are those things right now? Like, what do we do? You don't
1: have a choice, right? You don't have a choice. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to a quick story. That 2009, when our sales dropped from 3 million a month to 600,000 a month, um, we had just got bought um, a year earlier. So we got bought at our peak and then it crashed. This was a publicly traded company who's a billion and a half dollars. And they decided based on that next year of sales to write us down. Now, when a company is public, writes you down, what that says is, they claimed you as a failure and they got a tax break on their investment in you. It's the most embarrassing thing that can happen to you as a company when an investor buys you and then writes you down. as It's, it's not like your cousin is like, I'm writing you off and they just don't send you a Christmas present anymore. This is a publicly traded company and you're listed as a tax deduction because you, their investment was shit in you, in their opinion. So they said, look, this pile is your pile. We're out. No, We're giving it no more money if you want to save it you save it and we locked ourselves in a room my partners and I and we had we had, we broke apart every piece of the business and here's what we ended up doing we took our third most successful product which the margin of success between product number 1 and product number 3 wasn't it wasn't like a relative number that was just like wow it's a close third place it was like 70% of sales tw- 20% of sales 4% of sales like it was irrelevant this third product um, was a meal replacement. We said, look, everyone's broke right now, but what are they gonna keep doing? They're gonna keep eating, okay? So they have to keep eating, got it, all right? Well, why don't we take the, let's put the meal replacement first. So now you guys ask yourself, where inside your business model is the must? Where inside your business model is they they have to, no matter what, no matter what happens to the market, no matter what happens to this or that. I think in real estate 2009, it would have been all of the um, all the foreclosures, the short sales and every age where I was, was at. Screwed. Oh, and it was yeah. like screw the short sales and the ones no. that learned it killed it right yeah the, the ones who learned to kill it you made the adjustment you made the Crushed pivot. It. you said this is what's going to happen so we said okay a meal place is not enough let's create a refer three years it's free campaign and then let's package it around something that never been done before which was let's launch a 90-day challenge that way they buy our product for at least 90 days we uh, and that sounds like it's like well, those are a dime a dozen, they weren't then. We were the first ones. We're the fathers, the godfathers of challenge-based marketing. So we came up with a blue ocean. So what's a blue ocean? That was you guys, strategy?
0: the challenges?
1: We were we were challenge.com. Of yeah, yeah, that's great. So I use those all by, the
0: time now. Thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, Body by by the 90-day challenge, we ended up doing 2 billion plus in sales, right? But that was all forced be, because we were forced to change. Otherwise, that idea never happens. So we we made the decision. We put all of our money in. And like I said, it worked. But that all of that's great for us. And back then, let's bring this to you in the now. So you've got your back against the wall. You, maybe your broker does. Maybe your whole team does. Are you all going to scurry? We watched a bunch of leaders scurry, you know, the, just the little rats off the, off the boat scurrying to another boat that's going to save it's the them. the opportunity, though. And, correct. And it's about right now, you got to find your tribe. I think that's a really important part. Who's your partners? Who's your tribe? Who's Who's going to... No matter how bad it gets, go to war with you. Meaning, you're going to make those hundred calls together. You're going to do the. You're going to knock the doors together. You can do whatever the hell it takes together, including the leader. Uh, the leader's got to be all in on this. If you got a leader that's got, you know, they're a pilot with a parachute on. That, that's that's a bad. That, that's a bad sign. So I think I think it's starting step one. I'm gonna kick it back to you. Is if you're gonna fight this thing out, you're gonna win. It's you're gonna have to make the decision. A pivot is required. Uh, uh, where's the blue ocean, uh, uh and, or where's what's something else that can be sold in the now. And then lastly, uh, you got the book up there. Yes. And then, and then lastly, who's your tribe that you're going to war with and that you can count on, even though you guys are fighting a, a battle where it's like, it's it's the gladiator three hundreds against that Persian, you know, army. It's like, who's your 300. Really yeah. I not it back to you.
0: So that's pretty cool. Uh, just out of curiosity question, what would have happened if uh, you, they, they, they cut your, they cut all your capital off. They, they stopped investing. They what would have so happened What would have happened to you? Like, did you guys, if you didn't do it, like you just would have went bankrupt, you would
1: have broke. Whatever. Yeah. They would have, they would have, they would have shut the doors and that would have been the end of it. So we, the three of us put a uh, four or 5 million in, it was the last dollar any of us had. And we put four or 5 million in uh, 1.6 each or something like that. And they, they gave us a three X liquidation preference. So like, Sure, kids, you think this bullshit I we didn't buy this garbage. We bought this company. You're trying to you're trying to make it a new company. You put the money in. So they gave us a 3x liquidation preference on just that round alone. So we ended up taking out 4.8 or 4.5 each um based on making it work the next year. And then we got our whole buyout in the in the following years to come. Otherwise, it would have been the end of it.
0: I would even add a third to your one and two, and the third being all in. You need to go all in on yourself then um oh required you can't, you can you can't like turn back like you can't even have a, a second of hesitation you know what i mean like you can't be like oh well was this the right decision bro if it, it's if you're even asking that question it wasn't um your
1: food i mean you i mean think about it. your food at that point you got it's like you have all these gazelles trying to figure out do i go straight left or right and you're one of the gazelles and you're going to slow down and question your decision your <laughs> your fucking yeah. lunch it's <laughs> yeah. like you, you're, whether it's left straight or right Whatever it is, run your ass off and keep going and don't look back.
0: So um, one is, and I don't know if you guys caught this, but basically surround yourself with the with the people that are going to need the same shared clients. I mean, this is like, th- this is really simple. Like you guys could just, the mortgage brokers having just as much trouble as you are. You want to find the one that's just as hungry as you are. Um, same with title, same with every other ancillary service around the transaction. Uh, that's point one I'm going to do. Like I'm going to go out there and, and get my tribe. Um, two I think you gotta be loud. Like while everyone else is in retreat, you need to scream from the fucking rooftops. This involves marketing. Don't you got, this is when you triple down on marketing. This is when like, cause it's all attention based in this business. People don't really care who their real estate agent is. And the vast majority of them over to the tune of 90% hire The first one they meet with, therefore what's your fucking job become the first one they meet with focus on your personal brand, blow it up. Cause a lot of people are going to go quiet. I think that's a huge opportunity for a lot I'm of sad. people right now. Well um, said, so
1: a lot of them are going to go quiet, brother, because um, nobody, uh, commitment, if, if you've read Influence um, by Caldini, The Psychology of Persuasion, one of the six tools of influence is commitment and consistency. So why do people follow through uh, on shit they say they're going to do when they say it publicly because they they there's a commitment and consistency part of their brain that's like, oh, and I told the world I have to follow through. So all the people that are fear-based right now, they're they're pulling back. On marketing they're pulling back on saying i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that i'm going to make this happen right because they don't they don't want to be judged if it doesn't happen and they don't want to feel inconsistent they don't believe they can do it so they have a feeling of inconsistency so they won't make that commitment so i think what you just said getting getting loud or noisy that doesn't mean volume what he's saying is quantity put out more content put out put out more uh, 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 um, videos put out get more visible now When everyone else is crying in their pillow, not attending the networking events, not attending, you know, the stuff they should be attending, you should be the most visible person.
0: Yeah, it happened in, uh, I mean, the recent time was COVID. Like, look how many uh, YouTubers and TikTokers became famous during that time because they had nothing else to do. They doubled down on their content. And I don't know anyone who really doubled down that didn't come out of that on the upside. Um, and it's just attention that this is all attention. It's a popularity contest. No one really cares how good of an agent you are. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, because you have to be contacted first, like great. You're the best agent in your market. That doesn't fucking win you the deal. What wins you the deal is the most trusted agent in the market, whether you're good or not at your job doesn't matter. Um, it's all in the eyes of a consumer. Who do they think of first? Who do they think of first? Who do they think of first? And that's what a lot of this business is. It's a, like I said, it's a popularity contest. Um, let's talk about Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of your stuff um, that you're doing with the solar industry, because I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a, I think it's the future, not just in solar, but I think all ancillary services. I think this is the pivot um, or the shift. I think it's for the industry as whole. Um, And like one thing that I think every, here's what I think the future is. I think every team slash brokerage is a mini brokerage, whether you're at an EXP or a coal banker, it doesn't matter, independent, whatever, but every team will work within a, a solution. That team will also be an investor, home buyer. I think they'll also have a mortgage arm inside an of office. I yeah. think everyone on that will be selling solar through a company like yours. Um, I think that everyone in there is literally the Home Depot of their market. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like any business that just has one stream of income. Like that's a business built on a house, a a card's waiting to fall, isn't it? Like, like you have to diversify. So what's your opinion on that? And what do you, is that one of the reasons why you went into the solar industry here and you've seen it and I'm curious to get your take.
1: Yeah. So uh, commission compression, what you shared, it's going to force this. And, you know, I see a world one day, not a negative way, but a positive way where there's going to be a real estate agent is becomes like. A, a concierge to all things in the home, but, yes. but newsflash, you already are. You already are the most trusted advisor for all things in the home, but you're not getting paid for it. You know, it doesn't, if the pool, they ask you, who do you got for a pool guy? If somebody wants a roof, they ask you, who do they want for the roof guy? They don't call the roofer and ask for a pool guy. And they don't call the pool guy and ask for the roofer because they don't trust those two. <laughs> they trust the agent. Now, no I'm one going, trusts you- the
0: pool boy. Nobody. <laughs>
1: But the pool boy works for the pool guy. All right. Now I'm going to go back to commitment and consistency. This is two references. So you got to read the book. If you haven't yet, it's one of the best sales books of all time. If you haven't read it, but let's go back to commitment and consistency. If you're a homeowner, you trust your real estate agent, even if you don't like them. And even if you don't want to trust them because you paid them more money for a transaction than anyone else you've ever paid for a transaction in your life. And for you to actually verbally say, I don't trust my uh, my real estate agent or or act on that is a treason against your own brain. Your brain won't allow it because you just paid that person five, 10, 15, 20, $30,000, which is the most commission you've ever paid a human. So therefore I must trust them. I gotta be consistent with that. Let me ask them about a floor guy. Let me ask them about it. You get the idea. So you being that person, we're just talking about a world where maybe you're going to lose a few points in the house, but you're going to pick up money everywhere else, everywhere else uh, while you begin to monetize on your connections. And obviously inside of the, the rules of RESPA, et cetera, and, um, and you know, rounding this out, Mike, all we did is we found the very clear conversion rate was the highest from a real estate agent than anybody else when getting a referral for solar, so after seeing that over and over and over again, I said, "Wait a second, I'm just gonna build a platform that's only for brokers and agents. I'm gonna become a service provider to that world, so that I can bridge the gap for them. I want to service them, bridge the yeah. gap for them, full B to B to C. Let
0: them go and, sell my yeah. shit.
1: And and now uh, we we do a commission split down the middle between uh our our, our sales the the solar side and the real estate. Just do a, a commission split.
0: Sure. It's uh coming from Chicago, like solar to me is somewhat new. I've been out here five, six years. Um, but it's like, and I'm like, solar, what the hell is solar? You know, what is that? And you live in the winter, yep. you're from the Midwest. Um, but I didn't realize I know some agents that are crushing it on they're making more money on solar than they are on uh their real estate business, and it just it it makes sense, is because you guys got to look at it. Here's here's what we're really talking about: is you have to become that one known resource. And the reason why so many agents have trouble uh, staying in front of their networks is because you don't know what the fuck to talk to them about. You sold them a house and everyone's got commission breath and you can't be breathing on someone for five to six years. They're going to turn you off after year one if all you're doing is just breathing your commission breath all over them. You got anything else for me, bro? Talking about sales, like it's disgusting. You got doesn't mean you stop talking to them, though. Um, having other value adds, like talking about the benefits of, of solar, that's content you could create that reminds them that you're in business. Um, and that goes for every vertical. It's not just solar. Like you have you to have
1: no idea how dead ass right you are. It's actually the lead. We create all these resources for an agent. Like all you have to do is post generic stuff, text generic stuff. And if somebody is interested, they're going to contact you. And you think this is just the ego. You think sending the Christmas card with you and your kids and the dog and the matching pajamas is what your client from six years ago gives a shit about. <laughs> do you got your Christmas card? looks like everybody else. They They don't care. That's all ego. Yeah. But if you could give them value add about an EV charger information on that, how the whole world's going electric with cars, uh, uh, this is why solar is important, or pick a different lane, They're now, you're now educating them. Here's and now that a, you're educating them, you're the plug.
0: So like Christmas is coming up, right? So what I would do if I'm selling solar is I would create a case study of how much money I sold or I saved on my electrical bill this year and then how much of that is going to go towards the Christmas gifts for my kids. Right. Like, that's a really easy way to say, hey, I sell solar and market solar without being a, a douchebag about it. Um, There's so many ways, but you just have to keep the conversation. Um, and anything that involves saving people money right now in this inflationary environment, like my gas out here is six, it's almost seven bucks. We're like at 678 Ooh. or something. It goes up and down depending on what comes out of the president's and your power, mouth tomorrow. San
1: Diego San is the second most expensive power in the country next to Hawaii. Uh, yeah.
0: My, my electrical bill last month was $444. Right. And, and that's because I had the AC running for like 20 minutes. Yep. Um. So it's like, dude, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, anytime you could talk about budgeting, but it, it doesn't matter that whether you're selling, you're getting a conversation started and, and marketing yep. is not advertising, but you must always be marketing and it's hard to market when you can't provide value. So you have to really reverse engineer what um, you guys are really talking about when it, when it comes to how do you stay in front of your database and whatnot, because every single person on your Facebook feed, your Instagram followers, they all fucking live somewhere, which means they have a roof over their heads. Now, how many of them are homeowners and how many of them need solar? Boom, there you go. There's your potential lead list. Um, they're going to buy it with or without you, right? It's just a matter of who's going to get the commission.
1: Well, one part that's really important, and this is why we went deep into this uh, this blue ocean is the real estate world believes that the financial tools that solar used to use are the same ones they still use. So if I'm an agent listening to this, I'm like, I hate solar because they're gonna lean the house and it's gonna jack up my commission. And they are correct a few years ago. Any of the new current financial products, because of there's enough volume now in solar that the banks are like, oh, there's barely any credit default here. So let's go ahead and take the wheel of the, 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 uh, the walls off this, you know, the the guardrails, let's take the guardrails off this. Now it's no money down, uh, no lien and the loan transfers. So if you go solar in five years, the new buyer comes in, they fill out one piece of paper and they just take over your solar payment. And that's it. The, The lien is a fixture filing, AKA, if you don't pay your monthly bill they're going to come get your panels same thing with everything else that you're supposed to be paying for you don't pay your car they come get your car so it's like a repo yeah it'd be like repo the panels yeah Yeah, it never happens so the i think closing the uh landing the plane on this one from the real estate world their beliefs are all on old information and i know that so i'm like oh shit if i just build a world where i'm just going to go educate everyone i can that's an agent about the new world we can all make money together, protect the customer, uh, and unite two industries that have been warring for a while. Yeah. Very cool. But again,
0: it's a pivot. And I think your timing is right on. Um, um with the conditions that the market are in there uh right now well, but I think like, the, pivot, there's...
1: the the pivot's just adding services. That's the pivot, right? It's like yeah. being one lane. So whether it's solar or something else, the overall language here that you brought up is you, you can't live in this belief of I'm only going to do this and it's going to make me rich forever. It's not not anymore.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean if I'm you guys, I'm definitely looking at learning how to invest myself. Um remember when these market shifts happen, that's when you want to be the buyer, um, not the person assisting the buyer. Um, so take advantage of some of those couple deals that come across your desk. And sometimes that's all you need to do one or two times a year. And, and there, there's ways here, you guys, is, is what we're getting as opportunity all around, but you have to be the one to turn that ship. No one's going to turn the wheel for you. And uh, unless you're willing to uh, change and non-fear the overcoming of whatever that change is going to be, because you're going to get rejected either way, if you think about it, right? If I don't change and things aren't going well, what's going to happen? I'm going to go broke. If I do change and life. things are going well, well, then I have that at least I go down with a fighting stance. and chances are I'll probably make it as long as I stick with it, right? I do believe that if, as long as you're not willing to give up, you will eventually succeed um in anything you do in life. So take it as 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 you will, guys. Uh Nick, any closing thoughts on this? Um,
1: um you know, I think um the, this to me, this is philosophy, right? It's philosophy as opposed to execute in terms of it's not a skill. it's a it's a it's a philosophical thing. If you just accept, Change is inevitable, and you must change in order to succeed. You must pivot when things aren't going the way you want it to. Right now, all your competition is pivoting. Like, for example, I heard you talk about building a brand, building a brand. Y'all, build a brand was Web 2.0. That was 10 years ago. 20 years ago was Web 1.0. Web 2.0 started 10 years ago. We're now in Web 3.0. AI and everything you hear about AI and, and you know blockchain, everything that's all Web 3.0. So while you're still deciding whether or not you're going to talk in a video, everyone is eating your lunch on building a brand, and they're now mastering Web 3.0, and you'll be so far behind, you'll never be able to close the gap. So don't let that stress you. Don't let that give you anxiety. It's about taking consistent, daily, nonstop action towards the direction you should be going, um, and, and also when you, when change is necessary, be willing. Don't resist it. Be willing to accept it, receive it, and 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 roll with the find your tribe and roll with them in the direction y'all should be rolling.
0: Right on, dude. I appreciate your insight, folks. And we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing, dude. Folks, if you like what you heard here today, follow us on our social channels. Make sure you leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And make sure you check out our damn software, Sweet Assist, or make sure your brokerage gets it. If you really like what we talked about today, having ancillary services involved in your business, having a whole referral marketing system that builds your brand, and having it all in one cool place for you to access that your brokerage pays for, well, you better go knock on his fucking door and tell him to buy it right now. Go to SweetAssist.com. That's S-W-E-E-T, assist.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks, y'all.